Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Did Jesus preach Islam by Muhammad Suleiman? Did Jesus preach Islam? Jesus, peace be upon him, was sent like all the prophets of God to teach people that God is one and we should submit to his law. The most important one answered Jesus is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Mark chapter chapter 12, verse 29. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. However, after Jesus, peace be upon him, the Antichrist, Paul of Tarsus, who used to torture Christians, claimed his conversion to Christianity. In addition, he claimed to have had direct revelations from Jesus, peace be upon him, and hence formulated a new Pauline Christianity. According, uh, according to Pauline Christianity, Jesus, peace be upon him, who was sent as a prophet of God, became the divine son of God, who was sent as a ransom for the redemption of original sin of Adam and Eve. In addition, instead of fulfilling the law of God, Jesus, peace be upon him, was claimed to have freed Christians from it. Regrettably, the Roman Emperor Constantine was inclined to Pauline Christianity and the church adopted it to satisfy him and enforced it with his help. Therefore, what we have today is a Pauline Christianity and not the original Jesus Christianity. In this booklet, we provide ample evidence based on the Bible that like all prophets, Jesus, peace be upon him, taught both the oneness of God and the commitment to his law both of which are by definition called the religion of Islam. Introduction The four Gospels of the Bible narrate Jesus' life, teachings, and mission. However, if we go thoroughly through these Gospels, we will discover that the word Christianity is not mentioned, this raises an important question. Wasn't Jesus, peace be upon him, sent to preach the religion of Christianity? The answer to this question is found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 17, where Jesus, peace be upon him, clearly declared the purpose of his mission. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Jesus, peace be upon him, in other words, was not sent by God to preach Christianity on the sense of a new, different religion. His mission was to continue the mission of Moses, peace be upon him, and to, and to, continue, uh, to continue the mission of Moses, peace be upon him, and the chain of all the previous prophets of God. The mission of all the prophets of God, including Jesus, peace be upon him, was to teach their people that there is one God who has no partners, and to command them to obey him and submit to his law. Hence, Jesus, peace be upon him, was not an exception of the prophets. He was sent to the Jews, 
though they worshipped one God because they were not committed to the law of God. He was sent to the law to sorry he was sent to the Jews though they worshiped one God because they were not committed to the law of God and therefore he called them the lost sheep of Israel Matthew chapter 15 uh, verse 24 from where then did the triune nature of God God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Ghost came from from, from where did the original sin and the suffering and death of God's divine Son on the cross as a ransom for our original sin come from. Were these notions preached by Jesus, peace be upon him, or other prophets? And are they found in the Gospels? In this booklet, we will try briefly to answer these questions. We will use ample Bible-based evidence to demonstrate that unlike what has been propagated and taught about Jesus, peace be upon him, he absolutely preached, preached one God and not a trinity. In addition, all through his mission, he emphasized on the observation of the law of God. He was originally sent to fulfill and he was committed to even before his mission. We will also discover that Jesus, peace be upon him, never mentioned an original sin or that he was sent as a ransom to suffer and to be crucified for this sin. Finally, we will provide Bible-based evidence to prove that Jesus, like all other prophets of God, peace be upon them all, preached Islam and how his, and how his message was twisted. 2. Islam in order to understand the relationship between what Jesus, peace be upon him, preached and Islam, we need first to briefly know what Islam is. 2.1 What does Islam mean? Islam means to submit to God alone without associating with him any partners. This religion has been the straight path of God. It started with the birth of humanity with Adam and Eve. They were commanded by God not to eat from certain tree, tree in the paradise. In other words, God wanted them to submit and obey uh, his command or law. Since then, the obedience of the law of God, which uh, by definition is Islam, has been the core issue of the message of God conveyed by all his prophets and messengers, like Noah, Abraham, David, Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad, peace be upon them all. Whenever people deviated from Islam, God sent them one of his prophets to remind them to hold to his straight path. Religion with God is Islam. The religion with God is Islam. Those to whom the scripture was given, the Jews and Christians, differed only after knowledge came to them. Quran chapter 3 verse 19. Therefore Jesus, peace be upon him, was sent to the lost sheep of Israel in Matthew 15, 24, when they deviated from the law of God to get them back to God's straight path, Islam. In Islam, you admit that there is only one God and Muhammad is his last messenger. You also have to believe in the angels of God, all the original revealed books, all the, messen all the messengers of God like Noah, Abraham, Moses, Jesus, and finally Muhammad, peace be upon them all, and the last day. Believing in one God is an instinct deeply rooted in everybody of us regardless of his religion. Therefore, even those who are polytheistic, believing in more than one God, usually believe in one major God and associate other gods with him. Albeit it is a grave sin. 
In Islam, associating partners with God is a major sin. God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the Almighty and the All-Knowing, does not accept any partners to be associated with Him. This is quite clear all through the Bible and is affirmed by the Quran revealed to the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Do not worship any other God, for the Lord, whose name is uh, is jealous, is a jealous God. Exodus chapter 34, verse 14. God does not forgive associ- association with him. God does not forgive association with him, but he forgives or forgives anything less than that to whomsoever he wills. Whoever associates anything with God has devised a monstrous sin. Quran chapter 4 verse 48. Submission to God means to love him and to reform your life according to his will as taught to us by the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him. On the other hand, literally the word Islam means both peace and submission to God. Worshipping God and submission to him bring peace of mind, peace of the heart, peace with oneself and peace with others. Submission to God is the straight path of God and the only way to achieve happiness in this life and uh, the life to come. 2.2. What is unique about Islam? Islam today is the only religion which has kept its faith, beliefs, uh, rituals, and its holy book unchanged. The glorious Quran, which is the divine book revealed to the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, has been well preserved exactly as it was revealed. Once the verses of the Quran were revealed through Angel Gabriel to the Prophet Muhammad, they were memorized by heart by his followers, the companions, and immediately recorded. Therefore, there is only one version of the Quran in its original language of revelation, which is Arabic or the Arabic one. Today, millions or at least hundreds of thousands of the 1.6 billion Muslims around the world memorize all the glorious Quran by heart from the beginning to the end, regardless of their nationalities or native languages. Therefore, because the Quran has been authentically preserved, there is no need for another revelation or a new messenger of God. On the other hand, unlike the writers of the Gospels who ignored some details of Jesus' early life and his experiences, all the minute details of Muhammad's tradition, what he did and said and approved, have been meticulously and uh, fully preserved. Therefore, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, has set an example in all aspects of life for Muslims to follow. In fact, he has taught and demonstrated for us how we practically can live Islam. 3. The Bible. The Bible is a Christian scripture <coughs> or scriptures which consist, to, uh, which consist of the Old and the New Testaments. The scriptures of the Bible were written at different times by different authors in different locations over a period of about 1,500 years. Most Christians believe that it has been accurately preserved over the ages and that the textual differences that exist are largely insignificant. However, Jeremiah, who was one of the major prophets of the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, had another opinion, and he stated that the false pen of the scribe has made it into a lie. Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 8. Christian uh, denominations 
branches which are over 33,000 Christian uh, which are over 33,000 Christian Encyclopedia Oxford University Press 2nd edition 2001 accept the Bible as a major source for the teachings of Jesus Christ peace be upon him 3.1 books of the Bible the Old Testament consists of 66 books which are based on the Hebrew Bible. It was transmitted orally for several generations before being committed to writing. Therefore, naturally, over the years, the books of the Old Testament evolved through countless translations, additions, and revisions. The New Testament consists of 27 books, which are the four Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the 23 other books. When the church compiled them, it chose texts written in the old Koine Greek language, or Koine Greek language, and not the Aramaic language of Jesus, peace be upon him. The composition of the New Testament was officially settled at the Council of uh, Carthage in CE 397. However, the exact text preserved in later uh, manuscripts may not necessarily be identical to those which existed in antiquity. See figure one. Uh, no two copies of the discovered manuscripts agree completely throughout and texts may be very uh, contradictory, may even be contradictory. Uh, textus uh, Receptus is a printed Greek New Testament published in 1516. It is the script which was translated uh, into different languages like English, King James Bible, German, Spanish, and Russian. Uh, figure 1, according to the CNN, the oldest known Christian Bible, uh, 1,600 years old, was found in a monastery in the Sinai Desert in Egypt, more than 160 years ago. It includes two books that are not part of the official New Testament and at least seven books that are not in the Old Testament. The New Testament books are in different order and include uh, numerous handwritten corrections. Important passages dealing with the resurrection of Jesus are missing. 3.2 is the New Testament the divine work of God? Let us read the following points before coming to conclusions. Jesus, peace be upon him, was not the writer of the New Testament. The Jesus, uh, okay, the writers of the New Testament were neither disciples nor eyewitnesses of Jesus, peace be upon him. The Gospels were not recorded soon after Jesus, peace be upon him, because early Christians mistakenly expected Christ's second coming during their own lifetime. Therefore, the first recorded gospel of Mark was written around the year 70 after him. The 27 books of the New Testament were affirmed as authoritative by the church after almost four centuries through three councils held between the years 363 and 397 after Jesus Christ, peace be upon him. The New Testament books chosen by the church were written in Old Greek language instead of the Aramaic language used by Jesus, peace be upon him. There are different interpretations of the Old Greek language of the New Testament by different Christian denominations. The New Testament contains many contradictions. See figure 2. 
And please return to our book online, uh, Restore Your Original Religion, uh, and you will find uh, more information. Uh, also, Would God Inspire Something Contradictory? That's the book, I think, or the title of another book. On April 24, 1870, the first Vatican Council approved additions uh, to Mark uh, 16, uh, chapter 16, verses 9 to 20, uh, Luke chapter 22, uh, ni- 19, 20, 43 to 44, uh, chapter 22, I think, yes, and verses 43 and 44. There is also verses 19 to 20. Uh, and John, chapter 7, v- verse uh, 53, and chapter 8, verse 11, which are not present in earlier manuscripts. We may therefore conclude that the Bible was subjected to involuntary and in- intentional alter- alterations as the Vatican did in its first council. 3.3. A confession of some Christian scholars. The scholars who edited the New American Bible have made frank confessions in their introduction of the edition of 2011. Below we summarize some of them. The italic st- sentences. The italic sentences are taken as they are from their introduction. The Bible is God's word and man's word. Some authors chose existing folk tales and even beast fables to bring out their point. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up (coughs) and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. Revelations chapter 13 verse 1. The sacred writers attribute quite a number of human characteristics to God. This is uh, conditioned by time and culture. The one who grabs a Babylonian baby and dashes it against a rock in Psalm 137, chapter verses 8 and 9, is blessed. The one who grabs a Babylonian baby and dashes it against a rock in Psalm is blessed. Allah Akbar. The feeling, the thought, the total poem is inspired, guided by God, though it is not necessarily the revealed truth. O daughter of Babylon, you devastated one. O daughter of Babylon, you devastated one. Blessed is the one who takes your babies and smashes them against the rocks. Psalm chapter 137, verses 8 and 9. The description of the heavens and the earth in Genesis chapter 1 is not necessarily a true description. It is conditioned by the time and the culture in which it was written. Reading the Gospels, one should distinguish historical facts from theological elaboration. It is difficult to know whether the words or sayings attributed to Jesus are written exactly as he spoke them. (coughs) 
The genealogy of Jesus in Matthew chapter 1 verses 1 to 17 is not an absolutely true genealogy. Matthew tells us that baby Jesus was taken to Egypt. This is not necessarily true. Matthew placed Jesus in Egypt to convince his readers that Jesus was the real Israel. <coughs> Four, is Christianity based on Jesus' teachings? Uh, Christians are told that uh, the religion is based on the teachings of Jesus, peace be upon him. However, this is not true because many of today's Christian beliefs and practices are not based on the Bible and the teachings and practice of Jesus, peace be upon him. 4.1. Deviations in beliefs. We will discuss only three core concepts of beliefs which are accepted by most Christians, including Catholic, Protestant, and Orthodox churches. These concepts are the freedom from the law of God, the Trinity, and original sin. 411. Freedom from the law of God. As mentioned before, the submission and application of the law of God are highly important right from the time of the creation of Adam and Eve. God commanded them not to eat from a certain forbidden tree. When they disobeyed his command law, they both were punished for their disobedience by sending them to the earth. To make sure that mankind would be committed to God's law, God sent a succession of prophets who guided their people to the law of God and commanded them to obey and follow it. Uh, <coughs> the importance of the commandment to the law of God is demonstrated in the following verses from both Old and the New Testament. It pleased the Lord for the sake of his righteousness to make his law great and glorious. Isaiah 42 verse 21. And it is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fail. Luke 16, chapter 16, verse 17. I tell you the truth until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke or a pen will be or will by any means, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Matthew chapter 5, verse 18. None of those who call me Lord will enter the kingdom of God but only the one who does, who does the will of my Father in heaven. Matthew 7, chapter 7, verse 21. It is not enough to know uh, the law and not to apply it. It is not enough to know the law and not to apply it. That is why Jesus, peace be upon was angry with the scribes and Pharisees who knew the law of God, but they did not apply it. Jesus, peace be upon him, considered that a, that a hypocrisy. He wanted his followers to respect the law of God both in action and spirit. Was there any point of blaming the scribes and the Pharisees for their hypocrisy with regard to the law if Jesus' mission was to exempt them from it? He also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Matthew chapter 23 Verses 25 to 28. Jesus, peace be upon him, also made the commitment to the law as a sign of his love. If you love me, keep my commandments. John chapter 14, verse 15. 
the keenness of Christ, peace be upon him, that his followers would be committed to the law of God, made him, even though he is full of love, to curse those who do not apply it. No, but this mob that knows nothing of the law, there is a curse on them. John chapter 7, verse 49. <clears throat> Cursed be anyone who does not confirm. <clears throat> Cursed be anyone who does not confirm the words of this law by doing them. And all the people shall say, Amen. Deuteronomy 27 Verse 26, Cursed be anyone who does not confirm the words of this law by doing them. And all the people shall say, Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 27, verse 26. The example of those who were entrusted with the Torah, but then failed to uphold it is like the donkey carrying words, is like the donkey carrying works of literature. Miserable is the example of the people who denounce God's revelations. God does not guide the wrongdoing people. Quran chapter 62 verse 5. Ironically, not only did Paul claim that Christ has set the Christian free from the law of God, but he also considered God's law and Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, as curses for us. In addition, as previously mentioned, Paul frankly claimed that his version of Christianity was better than Jesus' Christianity and considered both the law of God and law of God and Jesus Christ as curses. For sin will have no mastery over you because you are not under law but under grace. Romans chapter 6 verse 14. Because through Jesus Christ, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Romans chapter 8 verse 2. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward and works uh, and of, sorry again, therefore let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1. All who rely on observing the law are under a curse, for it is written, Curse is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Galatians chapter 3 verse 10. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Does it make sense to claim to love Jesus, peace be upon him, and yet follow Paul who taught a radically different religion? and abolish the law of God? Does it make sense to claim to love Jesus, peace be upon him, and yet follow Paul, who taught a radically different religion, and abolish the law of God? 4.1.2 The Doctrine of the Trinity 
According to the Trinity, God is the three distinct, eternally coexisting, and co-equal persons, the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. The three persons are distinct, yet they are one substance, essence, and nature. The Trinity was debatable in several councils before being officially adopted several centuries after Jesus, peace be upon him. In 325, the Council of Nicaea adopted the Trinity and the notion that Christ is God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father. In 381, the Council of Constantinople defined and affirmed the Holy Spirit, which is the third part of the Godhead. According to the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, the Trinity is a second century term found nowhere in the Bible. The church uh, since Adam was created and for thousands of years till the advent of Jesus, peace be upon him, there was never a hint of a divine Son of God and a divine Holy Spirit as parts of a triune Godhead. On the contrary, God all through the Old Testament affirms that he is absolutely one God. In addition, the term Trinity was never mentioned by Jesus, peace be upon him, in the Gospels. You may know and believe me, you may know and believe me, and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 10. How can you believe, since you accept glory from one another, but do not seek the glory that comes from the only God. John chapter 5, verse 44. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. John 17, 3. Would we believe what God and Jesus said about the absolute oneness of God, or what Paul or the church say about his triune nature? They have taken their rabbis and their priests as lords instead of God, as well as the Messiah, son of Mary. Although they were commanded to worship none but the one God, there is no God except He. Glory be to Him, high above what they are.